Welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Family Fright Night Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Will. Today I'm joined by Stephen Cooper, host of the YouTube channel Splatsploitation, author of Near Death, Blood Soaked Wrestling, Abby versus Splatsploitation Brothers, and his new release, The Rot. Stephen, how are you doing? Hey man, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, of course, thank you for being on. So I start every episode asking, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Um, Despite the kind of films, that, uh, the books that I make, um, probably The uh, House, the Japanese one, a 1977 film. I think oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Standard movie. It's like this um, art house horror Scooby-Doo mix-up. It's absolutely crazy. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was made in like 1977, and it's like this haunted house sort of flick, uh, with these like seven girls go to their auntie's house, and it's like haunted, but it's got every film technique you've ever seen in it. Like it's, I don't know how they done half those shots, and the film's nearly 50 years old. Like it's absolutely mad. And it's called the house. The house, yeah. Well, it's just called House. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it's like one of those movies that like. um I feel like a lot of kind of um, well-known film directors will always kind of like it because it's just, it's like a filmmaker's film. Um, but at the same time, like the horror and it's quite fun. Like, you know, I love stuff like Cannibal Holocaust and Rosemary's Babies and, and all the classic sort of stuff. But yeah, House just puts a smile on my face when I watch it. Was the American movie The House or House based on that, do you think? No, 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 completely different movies. This okay. one was based on the director's daughter's dreams i think like i think she just wrote all of her dreams down and he made a movie out of it and so it's just wacky in every possible way <laughs> speaking of inspiration for good stuff where does your work come from is it based on dreams at all or is it based on life experience so where do you get your ideas uh it's all based on cinema to be honest or 90 percent of it yeah like things like um abby versus Plasportation brothers is just like me kind of combining a lot of video nasties that I like and a lot of slashes that I like, like in my head, well, not even in my head, like I wrote down beforehand, like kind of if Herschel Gordon Lewis had written um, Wizard of Oz. And that was kind of like my sort of like starting <laughs> point for Abby and how it all went. So Sold. Uh, I love Herschel Gordon Lewis. Yeah, exactly. It's just all that, like the um, the characters in the book, like the kind of bad guys, the Splatsportation Brothers, like one of them. Like he's a massive Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff. So like I tried to get like a few bits of that in there. And as the story kind of progresses, because it's a series of books, there'll be more and more of that sort of stuff in there. Um but yeah, no, most of what I write, like near death is basically like torture porn in the two thousands and the rot's kind of Asian horror, like it's all sort of based on cinema, really. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about the rod. That's your latest release, right? Yeah, the rock um came out about a week or two ago. Um it's basically a kind of a collection of stories and uh so they're like short stories, but it's all along the same sort of line. It's all kind of part of the same bigger story. And the rot is about this kind of evil force that's kind of um possesses people and makes them just do the most deplorable shit kind of possible and then fucks off and leaves them with those kind of consequences um so yeah it's again it's kind of based on stuff like um the sadness or the crazies or the beyond like those sort of movies with like a benevolent force it just brings up the absolute worst in people oh yeah, the movie the sadness you mentioned i saw that recently oh my god that is just 
Uh. <laughs> I absolutely love that movie. Um, I watch a lot of Taiwanese cinema, like tons of Taiwanese cinema. Um, so it was amazing seeing like a film like The Sadness get such worldwide recognition. Oh yeah, like I had heard at one point like they were struggling for a distributor, like they couldn't. The film was like eating the festivals up. It was doing amazing, but they couldn't get anyone to put it out there. Like, which seems crazy now because everyone I know has watched it. So yeah, it's really odd to me. Yeah. So uh, your writing process, do you outline or do you go free? I massively outline. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so you're like down to the bullet point. Yeah, yeah. I um, I basically, I will kind of write down as much of the idea as possible. And then I'll um, write down notes kind of from that. And then I kind of create what each chapter is. And I write down what I want in every chapter. And then I'll like bullet point the main bits of the chapter at the end of the description. I, I I think where I used to script write, like I've done script writing for like 20 years. So I was always constantly outlining and it's kind of ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. Like the rot's probably the one I least outlined because it was kind of short stories. But even then, like, you know, I'd already kind of written scripts for it like five, six years ago and already had a massive idea in my head and had like hundreds of pages worth of like notes on it. So yeah, no, I kind of go a bit extreme with the outlining. Oh wow. Uh, is anybody who influenced that for you? Um, not really. I think it's just like I said. I think it just comes from the script writing, like reading the old kind of like Sid Field books and the Chris Wagner stuff, and just I got into the habit of just spending a lot of time building up the characters and the scenes. So like when I'd done a script, I'd have like every scene kind of written out and kind of like notes on every scene, and then I'd write each scene based on those notes like i'd end up with like three four hundred pages of notes for like an 80 page script or whatever and it's just rolled over from that oh wow see i find that really helpful yeah i find it massively helpful like i i understand like like um people would say like you lose a bit of the kind of spontaneity or that because of kind of having it so outlined um but for me it just means i can just dive in like i never feel like I never get writer's block or anything like that because I always know exactly what I'm going to write so I can write it. And even if it comes across as a bit plain at first, I don't mind because I know at first I'm just getting the story down and then afterwards I can kind of tinker with it and make it a bit more kind of detailed and flowery and kind of gory or whatever. But like that first draft for me is always just getting the story right, getting the characters right. So the more I outline, the more I feel like I've already put in the work to do that. Oh, nice. Who are some of your favorite authors? Um, gosh, like back in the day, it would be people like kind of Albert Camas and um, sort of like J.G. Ballard and Richard Matheson and stuff. But kind of now with the kind of extreme horror, I read, I love um, Brian Smith's work. I think he's absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, Christopher Triani, I think, is amazing. Uh, been really enjoying Carver Pike's work and Christine Morgan's. Uh, really got into Lucas Mangum recently as well. I think his stuff's incredible. So mm-hmm. a lot of those like modern extreme people I've just yeah really taken to. And, and have you read uh, have you read Lucas's Gods of the Dark Web? Yeah, yeah, I read oh, Gods of the Dark Web and then read um because I didn't know about digital darkness, so I read Gods of the Dark Web. And then um, Carver Pike commented on my channel saying about, oh, like digital darkness and that 
they're working on something together. And I was like, oh shit, like there's more of this. Like my only problem with the gods of the dark web was like there wasn't enough of it. Mm-hmm. And then I found out there's like another 400 page book or whatever on it. So that was good. So speaking of that aspect of things, what goes into your uh, movie reviews and book reviews on your channel? Like, how do you prep for that? Um, <clears throat> I just, um, again, I, I kind of, tr- I go the opposite way. I really don't outline as much. I kind of, I write down two or three points for each book that I enjoyed and then just kind of wing it and try and keep it as kind of raw as possible. Like I edit, I don't edit the interviews. Like I'll put them to just stitch them together because I record them all separately. And the only thing I'll edit would be like if I cough halfway through it or something, like I try and just, even if I fumble over my words, I just try and leave it there and just keep it as raw as possible. And then hopefully people can see how much I've, kind of enjoyed the book rather than feeling like robotic or whatever yeah uh, but yeah i just literally i put down like two three points that i'll make sure i hit and then try and fill in as much in between just by kind of mumbling along and hopefully it's coherent <laughs> <laughs> what's been your favorite review you've done like what's been something that's had you like at wit's end just so excited about reviewing um i think both um lake house inferno and uh warlock inferno by Christine Morgan. I absolutely fucking loved those books. They were so good. And I just couldn't wait to talk about them. Um, Yeah, just because, like, she writes with such a weird, well, not weird, she writes with such a great energy. Like, the books just feel like they're going at such a good pace. So kind of reviewing them kind of gives me the same energy when I talk about them, I guess. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I was really excited to kind of talk about both of those. And the other stuff's more like the film stuff, like Ex Boogeyman was a great one to talk about because it's it's my genre. I love mm-hmm. talking about Kin of the Fallen recently because, again, it's that slashery genre that I love. And, you know, yeah, anything that kind of falls into that um, sort of cinematic sort of style book, then, yeah, I tend to like those because I can just go on about everything. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your hobbies outside of doing YouTube and writing? Um, I've done um, music photography for a while. Um, I've done like gig photography and shot some music videos and stuff like that. Uh, so that's what I was doing kind of before the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I kind of ruined all of that. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, really. I, I kind of like old school games. I play a lot of like the side scroller stuff, like Streets of Rage and all those sort of things. Like they're, they can keep me occupied for hours or the super hard games like Castlevania and all that stuff. Like, easily lose evenings on those and probably would do a lot more if i wasn't writing were you a fan of rpgs like final fantasy at all uh yeah yeah um i probably would have had another book out if i didn't play um dragon quest 11 recently like, <laughs> i just i couldn't pull it down for like the whole lead up to christmas like i think the rot ended up coming out three weeks after i was initially getting because i just got hooked on the game so. I could totally understand that. Like when The Last of Us Part Two came out, I was like, I'm going to spend maybe half an hour a day playing this. And it was like a four hour every day. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's no, all my I, time. I, I I try and limit myself because I'm, I'm very disciplined on most things in life apart from RPGs. Like I will just plow into them and not stop until I'm finished. And yeah, I can just lose weeks on end. Like it's why when I was younger, like I stayed away from things like World of Warcraft online because I was like, if I start playing that, I'm, I'm never ever going to do anything ever again, so I'm just not going to touch it. It's going to become your whole life. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, no, I can't be doing that again. And still, now I get like some of them, like 
I think Guardian's Tale, I've put in 140 hours or something. I'm just like, when did I do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Part of your wish is they wouldn't even tell you how long you've been playing because you look back yeah, and you're no, like, that's It's only because a friend keeps telling me. He's like, oh, I saw your thing. You put 120 hours. I'm like, it can't be that much. And then I look at it and it's even more. And I'm like, I could have written another two books in that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen, thank you so much for being on the show, man. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, it's been nice. Thanks. So, yeah, it's not often I get to chat about kind of the extreme books to other people. Normally, I'm just talking in front of my own camera. <laughs> <laughs> about the same here. I mean, I love getting to talk about this stuff because it's like I'm so niche that not a lot of people so know about hear, it. You know? <laughs> well, Stephen, thank you so much, man. Hey, Family Fright Night listeners. It's your host, Chase Will, here to quickly tell you about my latest novel, Moving Through, available now at Amazon.com. Moving Through follows a group of high school seniors as they mourn the death of their mentor while inciting a school-wide rebellion against censorship. Clay McLeod Chapman, author of Ghost Eaters, calls Moving Through a clenched jaw of a novel, complete with brutally candid prose that reads like gritted teeth. Anderson Prunty, author of Dreaditation, calls Moving Through a visceral soul punch of a book. You can find Moving Through at Amazon.com or at ChaseWill.com. Hope you check it out.